A.K.A. Responsible, proper, social distance, shit-talking from spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit. Episode 90. Got anything for 90 other than best decade for music ever? The 90s? Oh, that is so <laughs> not true. Oh. <laughs> That's like an old joke on both of us, but in different decades. Just stirring the pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't listened to episode 89 with guest Dr. Susan Conradson, where... We talked about a lot of things, but especially sex addiction. You should listen to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she was a lot of fun to have on and fascinating insight. Good conversation. Yep. So we mentioned it last week, maybe even the time before, but we are definitely tonight full on going to get deep into the question, have we really become a nation of shameless lies and shameless liars? And if we have, do your part and lie and do us a solid and, and give us a five-star uh, review uh, on this five-star podcast. Right. It's not always bad. <laughs> Even if you hate us, give us five stars. The algorithm knows no difference. So, I mean, you can lie, you can tell the truth, doesn't matter. Five stars. Or hit us up on Twitter at Godless Podcast or join our private Facebook group and then immediately delete your Facebook account. Or you can just send us a regular old email. Not even snail mail, just email at godlessheathens@yahoo.com. So we are recording this the day before what should be a national holiday, which is Confederate Surrender Day. It's not in the rundown, but you know what yesterday was. We're sandwiched between a drinking event, Confederate Surrender Day, and another drinking event. You know what yesterday was? No. Both of you should absolutely turn in your cards. It oh. was National Beer Day yesterday. What? Oh, man. Yeah. I don't participate in that commercial <laughs> holiday. I drink beer whenever I want. Like I said, turn in your cards, you beer snobs. Yeah, I don't need a Hallmark holiday to have a good beer. Well, it's post-National Beer Day <laughs> and the day before uh, Confederate Surrender Day. So I'm having a Nelson Bliss, a double IPA from Jupiter, Florida. And it's by Civil Society Brewing Company. And it's in West Palm, home of Mar-a-Lago, and it's quite delicious. I'm going to drink a toast also, but they did surrender, but the South didn't lose. They actually are winning right now. But anyway, so what I'm drinking is a uh, uh, from Monday night. It's an opera cake style coffee vanilla imperial stout called Fistful of Cake. 
It's a lot sweeter than your attitude right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know where this is headed. Feistyville. Well, I'm going to bring this back and tie a nice little bow on it. Yesterday, National Beer Day. Tomorrow, Confederate Surrender Day. Yes. Today is day number one of the Masters. And I am drinking a wine called TaylorMade. I get it. Little little golf tie in there. I actually saw this and, and thought about it. It's perfect. We're recording on the first day of the Masters. I'll go and completely forgot all about the tournament today and, and did not watch a minute of it. But but I'm off tomorrow and I'll surely have it on in the background when I start editing. Yeah, and there, there's some dots you can connect between the Confederacy and Masters. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. All right, Jeff. <laughs> Hit it. Go ahead. Tee it up. Golf term. The unfortunate part of the main topic is that It'd be good every time we record. Like the first time we mentioned it in an open, we soon realized like we weren't going to miss anything. Yeah. There were going to be plenty more lies or talking about the old lies. It wouldn't, it wasn't like there was going to be some great change in two weeks. And all of a sudden we should have talked about that lion topic before everybody started telling the truth. (laughs) This rash of truthfulness that has washed through Washington has, uh, Totally ruined our topic. And Washington is really, in a lot of ways, where it starts. Yeah. And set the tone for it. And we talked about it while it was happening, before the election. I'm kind of curious what you guys think. There's always been lying in politics, like bending the truth and kind of whitewashing things and all that. But somebody mentioned truthiness. and, And I know that was Stephen Colbert that kind of coined that phrase back in 2000. Five, something like that. Yeah. That would have been under Bush, right? Yeah. 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 Three years before Obama. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there was a big lie there about the weapons of mass destruction and all that. Right. That huge lie gets a uh, and all that treatment. That's not nearly enough still of a scandal. And yeah. it's such old news. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's such old news. Countries lying to get into wars is old news. As big as that lie was, though, it wasn't as big as calling the entire foundation of your society into question, the democracy that the country's built on, the way that the last administration did. But they don't see it that way, though. Fast forward 20 years, we talk about the big lie. We don't, like, spit after we say it. It's an accepted, maybe not accepted but tolerated. It's tolerated because we should be more upset at it. Our government should be doing more about it. Our media should be calling it out. The people who put this bullshit forward should be shunned, Mm -hmm. should be broomed out of public life. And none of those things happen. I think the big difference in Bush's administration to what we're seeing now is Trump pretty much set the stage that lying is normal. If you lie enough, you repeat the lie so many times, it becomes reality. He said the election he won was rigged. He was calling that one into question, and he won that. Yeah, but he didn't win the popular vote. No, he didn't win the popular vote in either one of them. Yeah, I mean, so he was kind of setting the stage back then as far as, um, you know, voter fraud and all that kind of stuff for sure. 
But I guess my point is, when he went into office, I think we thought once we get rid of Trump, Republicans will go back to normal. But we've seen in this post-Trump era where they're on steroids as far as normalizing lies and also recreating a different reality. That's because nature abhors a vacuum and they're filling it. Time out. Who thought Republicans were going to go back? Who thought that? (laughs) Look, that's not a flex, but you can't say that like it's automatically true because we've talked about it. You hoped that it would be true. I hoped that it would be true. For sure. I I didn't think it would happen, but if it would happen, great. And I think Don is probably somewhere in the middle. There were some signs of it. Like McConnell said some stuff after they voted to not indict. He said that he was, you know, basically guilty as hell or whatever. But so there was there were signs that that things might be turning a corner. But (laughs) there was a brick wall around that corner because it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I guess you had some kind of hope that there were some Republicans that still favored a democracy. Like Mitt Romney, I would say, would be the only person I can identify as somebody that might hold that belief. I can't speak the same about... uh, The usual suspects. Mitt Romney say anything about the Georgia voter laws? Uh, I don't remember him making a stand. I'm sure if he did, it'd be all over MSNBC for two solid days. Well, and that was kind of my point, is it wasn't just me that was holding out hope. You kind of got that flavor in the media and all that, too, that there is some form of normal Republicans still around, even though we saw signs more and more of those were going the other way. I'm so glad you brought that up and not me. (laughs) I'm so glad. Because, again, there's another huge-ass assumption that somehow... The media wouldn't be different. There was a question today at the useless briefing where a guy grilled Jen Psaki about how many times he talked to President Obama and how close are they. She wasn't going to give the answer up. And he kept pressing. Is that Ducey? No. No, it was a guy from CBS. What does it matter? Exactly. Why does it matter? Are they implying that Obama is just in his third term and Biden's just a lapdog? I don't understand the implication. I don't even understand the question. If he is, he's getting good advice. So bully for him, you know? Results don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Is that some sort of impropriety? I was talking to a former president, somebody who did the job before, has experience, did a good job, bounced a couple ideas off of him. You may remember during that time, I was his right-hand man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This isn't new to me. We've worked good together in the past. (laughs) (laughs) It's a collab is what the kids are calling it. (laughs) Be great if you say, we bussin'. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope one of my kids gets this far in the podcast and hears me say that. Because they're just right now just cringe. Just cringe. You know, I don't know. One of them made it all the way to an end of an episode where you talked about doing uh, LSD. So (laughs) there's a chance. There's always a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. Honestly, I don't even know if I used it correctly. And I don't care. (laughs) You'll be corrected later, I'm sure. All jokes aside, why are we okay with the idea that not only was there a big lie, that its spirit continues? And why is that? accepted at all well who are you saying accepts the big lie all of us Uh, the media democrats 
all of us, the voters. What should be done then if you're saying you don't want the big lie to continue? What's the recourse? For us? Well, for, yeah, or the media, whoever you're talking about that should stop bowing down to the big lie. You want me to make a list? Well, every time somebody goes on the media and spouts the big lie and people complain to the media that nobody clap back, they don't do anything. They don't say anything. They don't reply. They certainly don't change. Next week, Chuck Todd's got some other asshole on there spouting bullshit. Right. I was just going to bring that point up is they need to stop doing that because they're not going to get anything truthful out of them anymore. So that'd be one thing that and them coming out and saying that what's happening here in Georgia is unacceptable. And CNN earlier this week called it Georgia's voter integrity laws oh in a tweet. Yeah. yeah. The person who did that might have been sitting in downtown Atlanta when they did it. Mainstreaming bullshit and mainstreaming the lie and carrying on like somehow it's acceptable or it's okay. Here's the other thing in terms of not being such a bad thing, because I've seen a lot of stories on that too, where it's saying, well, if you compare it to other states, the time you have to register, all those kind of things, they kind of tick down the list. And, you know, other states have been doing this, but they're not understanding the reality of how close the presidential election was, how few votes, what was it, like 11,000 votes that Trump wanted him to find? And it was also a very close vote between our two senators. And so it doesn't take a monumental change in the laws to suppress enough votes where it does make a difference. We saw that with Brian Kemp, prime example, our last governor. Yeah, that was another super close race. That one fell the other way. That's not even the worst part. They took the certification away from the Secretary of State. They can fire local election officials. Yep. They don't need to suppress people. They just will do whatever the hell they want. Well, but they need to suppress it enough to where it's a real close election, like the last one was, to, oh, look at all these bad votes that are in here. I I don't know how they're going to do that, but they have the tools to do it now. And that part has been very much underplayed by the media as well. That should be the very top of it, because that's the most dangerous part. There are plenty of people going out and saying, no big deal. It's been super annoying to see on the Godless Podcast Twitter about how many people from everywhere else but Georgia are soft-pedaling everything that is going on here. Oh, it's not that bad. You know, it's even worse here. Why is that acceptable? Why is it unacceptable to give somebody standing in line a bottled water? Did you hear what Governor Dumbass said today? No. They could call Grubhub or Uber Eats. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he said it it when he was in his bubble. It was, I think it was on... Newsmax or something. Did I hear him say that only officials, they can give people in line water, but good Samaritans can't come up and and give people standing in line water? Right. Why are you making provisions for there to be lines long enough that people standing in them need water? By the way, who gives a shit if somebody gives them water? Yeah. If you got them in and out in an hour, when you talked about uh, Dotard looking for 11,000 votes... You had the president and his chief of staff calling up the secretary of state, basically telling them to rig the vote, throw the election. You had sitting senators doing the same thing, one of which is on two or three times a week on one of the Sunday talk shows. Nothing, nothing about Lindsey Graham. Not a thing. We have accepted it. I don't think we realize how far we've gone down and how much we've lost because... It's just been 
drip, 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 mm-hmm. drip, drip. Back to the big lie. The greater lie, I think, was on January 6th. Right. There's so many lies, Jeff. Yeah. You have to right. you have to rank them. It's the culmination of all the lies up through the fifth that led to what happened on the sixth. Right. Yeah. A whole new set of lies from the sixth. That spawned line. from there. Right. But for the Republicans to revise that history, to me, is is the most. Who said they're doing that? They're all doing that. The, who said? I mean, who said? Who says? They say. Who? Who? The patriots fighting for their freedom? Who? Who are you talking about? That's what I'm saying is the Republicans that are in office now have backpedaled and tamped this thing down. So it's no big deal that they try to overturn our election. It's just, well, you know. No, man. They ransacked the Capitol. Mm -hmm. They ransacked the Capitol. But that's not how they're spinning it. Well. Trump said they were let in. I mean, that was just recently. He had some... I don't know if it was like a press release or whatever. Right, but, who, but seriously, who gives a shit what he says? The Republicans do. They have been doing fine without him. Mm. You think that somehow he's sitting his fat ass in Mar-a-Lago playing puppet master? I don't. There's no way, no way they are doing this on their own volition. They do not need him to be horrible. No, I, I understand that, but I'm saying that they're using all of this ammunition to totally revise history so that we look the other way, that the Republicans are all, they're not so dangerous. So I realize they're doing that individually. They're still using him because I know a lot of people still, somebody was saying that there's Trump 2024 signs up in, in Arizona. So that part's not going away. Well, the latest big lie is about vaccines. And it's not a out-and-out lie, but it's a, I'm going to do the research and I'm not sure I'm going to take it. Or I'm, you know, I, I'm a freedom lover and you can't tell me what to do. And uh, I'm, not he- I'm not hearing that, but I, I am hearing very, very soft peddling. I'm not going to get the vaccine quite yet. Kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, who are the people that are, that are saying that? You were saying that, that people are saying they're not going to get the vaccine. What is the what is the main demographic? Rand, uh, Senator Rand Paul came out and had this screed in the Hill about you should have a choice and mm-hmm. you shouldn't be forced and there should be no government mandates and there a vaccine passport? No. Yeah. No. But overwhelmingly, out. it's older white males that have the lowest percentage of willingness to get the vaccine. And white evangelicals. Yeah. No. No. No, yeah. No. Why broader than that? Well, broader but I'm but saying it, that's it, a it big is, part it is of the broad, group. It is broader than that. Now, if you, if you take evangelicals out, does the percentage go up or down? I would think it would go down. Probably would. But yeah. it's interesting to see team, every professional sports team now has kind of a microscope on it because they're playing in empty stadiums and there's still uh, athletes and teams that are being debilitated by COVID. But it's not like, hey, 100% of the Detroit Red Wings have been vaccinated. Like if you get in the 80s, that's pretty good. But there's still handfuls of people that are like, yeah, the, like you said, I'm, I'm thinking about it. 
doing the research. I'm not sure. I haven't made my mind up yet. Right. You know what? I may get it. I may. Just heard that 18 people in Europe that got the AstraZeneca one died. So do you think they're telling the truth or they're lying and... I think they're lying to themselves. I think that... No. I think they're lying to everybody else because I think they're worried about the shitstorm that happens if they say, I'm not getting that. Yeah. You're not going to control me. It's my choice. My body. My body. My choice. That's funny. That they're, they're using that argument. Yeah. 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 Totally. You brought up the term vaccine passport. What's your thoughts on? Oh, I'm for them. I, I, I got no issue whatsoever. I'm for them. Vaccine passports. You know what that's called? First day of school, bitches. Get in yeah. line. We've been doing this for a long time. You know, you know what? If you want to come to America, you have to prove that you've had certain vaccines. If, if you, you want, want to, to leave go America. from America to other countries, you have to yeah. prove that you've taken certain. You know, I'm going to Bora Bora next month. I got to get a number of vaccines before I go. That's part of traveling. So this is not a new concept. The, the people that are going, hey, no, can't have that. I already have it. Add it to the protocol. Jeff, you look like you're going to jump through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what else to say on vaccines at this point. I, I can. How long before the number stops going up? What, before the people, the vaccinated number goes up? Right now, I think a quarter of American adults at this Are recording have fully, been vaccinated. Yeah. Fully? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long before that plateaus? Yeah, yeah. what Ooh, percent are we going to get? Could yeah. bet. Could, yeah. could bet. Speaking of bets, we have actually have a bet we need to clean up. I don't think anybody had on their parlay sheet Jeff being the last person of the three of us to be fully vaccinated. That's why you never bet. Yeah. Well, that was by choice. Oh, you're one of those. You're doing your research. Oh. <laughs> Chooser. I chose. Yeah. Looking I need, into I need it. to do the research first. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I chose I not to. Still not thinking to, about it. The science no. isn't in. <laughs> no, I, I chose not to have the side effects on my 12-hour drive to Arizona. Done. The, there aren't really any variants. The variants aren't that bad. The TWIV guy says yeah. there's not really any variants. You know what? Well, they don't say there's not yeah. variants. They you know, know there's the, variants. The, I think he said variants, schmariants was, was an actual <laughs> quote. <laughs> Scarians. Scarians. It's you know what? It's just the flu. Yeah. It's, it's just it's, the it's flu. basically kinda uh, like the flu. It's kinda it's, like the flu. Yeah. How you are do. you making that connection there? Well, we got vaccinated first, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> this is actually my first shot was the same as having my second suckers. Did he just drop a suckers? A suckers. Yeah. Suckers? Yeah. Because, you know, I already had antibodies from having the thing, so my booster was my first shot. Thank you. Oh, bravo. My third shot, I'm going to be 100%. Thank you. That is the other excuse that the non-vaccine people use is, I have it. I had it. I already have the antibodies. I don't need it. Last October, I had the sniffles for like three days. I'm pretty sure... I'm good. I'm no. going. I'm going through hay fever season without a tissue. <laughs> you know what? Bring all that lime green Jeff. stuff on my car. I'll snort it. You can't say you had it, Jeff. You you were never tested. It's never been. Yep. Verified, right, double blind studied. You have no emphatic evidence that you, do have, we, you Jeff, have it. Jeff, do we have any data 
You might you have really had have the eight-day flu, and then immediately your wife, ha- your wife had the eight-day flu. It happens. Have you done your research? I don't yeah. think so. Well, because, you know, with most flus, you have problems breathing. I saw a, a YouTube video that all the doctors and scientists missed. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, to the, to the people saying that I've had it, so I'm good to go, you had it from the original wild virus. Straight from the bat, baby. So the variants, which are reality, the, the reason why the vaccine makes sense to combat those is because of the T-cell immunity. So my regular antibodies would not be enough for some of these variants. So yeah, because I know that was one of the things that Rand Paul was saying is, you know, those of us that had had it are, are good to go. It's like, not so, not so much. Right, but he knows that. That's what I'm saying is the people that are on the right, that's their ammunition for No, I don't need it. No, not just the people on the right. You don't get to run away. You don't get to call everybody that disagrees with you a Republican white Christian nationalist because there are way more people out there that spout things that are 180 degrees opposite of what you believe in that are neither of those things. Every spiritual vegan that's a new age crystal head. But no, I, I, I agree. There's there's a lot of people that are, I would say, more on the uh, spiritual but not religious, the woo-woo side, whatever you want to call it, that are on board with the anti-vax stuff. Now, I don't think they're necessarily on board with the Republican lies as far as um, January 6th. So they're very segmented as far as they I don't think they care. But the... I can't get it because I have the antibodies. I'm a vegan. It's injecting poison into me that's not natural. Mm-hmm. They're no different than the, the Catholic Church. You can't have yeah. it because of stem cells. Why is that not treated as a big lie? Why would it any why would it any be. organization run that article from Rand Paul to basically tell people to disregard public health advice? and extend the pandemic, and possibly get people around you sick. So what organizations, what news organizations ran that? Probably the Washington Examiner, I suppose. It was in the Hill. In the Hill. Oh. Yeah. But the platform doesn't matter. As soon as you put it out there, it's out there. It's in Twitter. It's on full screens on your favorite cable news channel. Pops up in your news feed. Yeah. The other part of that is if you don't allow them to do that, then you're canceling them, stepping on my freedom of speech. And that's another big hot button with the Republicans, this cancel culture kind of thing. Serious question. When you say it's a hot button, what does that mean? That means that they're using this term to the nth degree, kind of like radical liberals. They they have these key terms that they repeat over and over again. Yeah, socialist, you you know, evil socialism. The Green New Deal. Yeah, so they take these terms and they demonize them. And so, you know, it's interesting that the Republicans are using that term cancel culture. Well, what was the um, convention they had recently that that Matt Gates was at and all that, where they canceled one of the speakers, you know, because I I, I can't remember what what the story was. But, so you know, it was all about the cancel culture, but they canceled somebody themselves. Right, but... And they're, they're saying to, you know, boycott Coca-Cola and Delta, but that's not canceling? Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Ask Colin Kaepernick about 
cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And who who is behind that? All right, they're weaponizing it. Kemp used that term as well, didn't he? He's yeah, he's quite a few of these these demonized words. But there's a difference between cancel culture. Colin Kaepernick was canceled. What they call cancel culture is us holding them accountable. Colin Kaepernick was blacklisted. Yeah. That, that, and that's different. His career was canceled. Every His public persona was canceled. And the first entity to bring him back, so to speak, was Nike, a woke corporation. And he'll... Never play another down in the NFL yeah, I was again. Gonna say, it, it did wonders for his NFL career. But when you said hot button, I always looked at that word as there was some actual feeling to it, like an mm. actual passion. Like for you, evangelical or white Christian nationalism, that's a that's a hot button issue that's for you. Button, right? And yeah. you got a lot to say about it. It hit. It's your hot button. You, it triggers you, me. Yeah, well, yeah. well, yeah, but they that it's I don't cancel culture isn't a isn't a hot button to them. It's just the latest ma- manipulation. Another they lie. Believe, they don't it, it, totally. Another lie, totally. right? Yeah, they're making it seem like they're all upset of that they have passion over it. They don't give a shit because they're doing the same thing. But so doesn't it doesn't it take? So I don't want it to always kind of get back to the media, but well, they're part of it. There is an acceptance of of that as as like an actual thing like it's a oh here comes beer two rattling around what you got there is it more of the same up oh, up oh. fire Change maker up. fire maker it's got a dragon chocolate on it. latte stout yep who makes that uh fire maker fire maker makes fire maker well no How it's, original. it's called uh, love you latte oh okay get it Ah. Yeah, but it's accepted as true. So I'm surprised we've gotten this far without you mentioning uh, straight white American Jesus, because the last show about the people disconnected from America, but in touch with the land. Oh, yeah. The you know, Sedona, Arizona, yes. wherever that was. Well, yeah. But but that's where that that's where it started. You've got two. Governors, second biggest state population wise, and Florida's got to be top 10 that flat out say there will be no vaccine passports here. Yep. You're set. You're setting yourself up. Who is the other? uh, DeSantis. Who is the other other state? Greg Abbott, Texas. Oh, Texas. Okay. Well, I think Kemp has kind of mentioned that occasionally, too. He, He but he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't believe as much as those two. Yeah. He's, he's actually not, a, not as craven. He's dipping his toe in the baby pool and, and Greb Abbott is doing backstrokes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's pretty, I mean, he doesn't, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he fully buys into it like those two. No. But I mean, he will DeSantis if he gets is, him reelected. Is, is looking at this as a, a platform or a springboard to a presidential run in 24. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but right now, there's a lot of tourists that come to Florida mm-hmm. and a lot of cruise ships that leave. If you have a federal mandate for a vaccine passport and he basically says, fuck you, what then? Yeah, but can't individual companies do the passport thing if they wanted to? Like if Delta wanted to enforce. You want to fly to Florida? 
There will be yeah. no vaccine passports to get on planes that leave Florida. You do whatever you want on the way here, but when they leave, we don't care. It's like you can come here and spend your money, and if you happen to pick something up and take it back and kill grandma in Wisconsin, that's on you. Right. We are not going to stop you from yeah. getting on the Carnival Fun Ship for your four-day trip to the Bahamas. Okay, but my question is, is so like Delta, for an example. So if Delta wants to do that because they want to keep passengers safe and all that kind of thing. If Delta just has a blanket policy, all flights have a vaccine passport. Then how would Florida override that is what I'm asking. They can't. Well. They can't force Delta to not no, that's what I'm saying. institute it's a, a policy. It's a private yeah. corporation, so... So basically, we have reached and got here a little earlier in the process than I thought. Uh oh. But that is, corporations are going to set us free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the same thing like Greg Abbott said no more mass mandate in tech. Right. And Kroger said, eh, pump your brakes. If you come in here, right. no yeah. shirt, no shoes, right. no mask, GTFO. Sorry. Don't care what the governor says. You know what? I'm going to walk in without a mask. You going to okay. kick me out? Yes. Kroger can do that. Walk in without a shirt, they can kick you out. Walk in without shoes, they can kick you out. If their policy is no, you have to wear a mask, they can kick you out for not wearing a mask. Right, they certainly can. Mm -hmm. Call the cops. do they? Okay. Right. Texas is a big state. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to want to walk into the grocery store without one. And there's not that many cops. And I was going to say, too, I've been to our Kroger store where they have a big sign out front. But you still, every time I go in there, you see one or two people in there, no mask on. Nobody's doing anything about it. Well, maybe they have a vaccine passport and they can move about freely without a mask. I'm a free person, not sheep. Yeah, you kind of are because you're following that uh, mindset. (laughs) No, no, no. But you laugh at it. But that is, in the alternate world, there's three other dudes having a conversation about the woke sheep that are going to the local grocery store with the masks on. Even though they're vaccinated, even though there's a small chance. That's like the video of of the woman wearing the Trump T-shirt, holding the Trump flag with the Q hat on and and the Q flag in the other hand, telling the reporter that he drank the (laughs) Kool-Aid. You know, it's like, which one of us looks like they drank Kool-Aid? Just, you know, to a random passerby, man. That was brilliant. Yeah. She just had that stunned look on her face for... Right, but that dunk video is the one that we see. Yep. And the rest of the world is listening to Ben Shapiro dunk on everybody else with the same vigor. Well, to get back to your question, though, as far as what percent we think we're going to end up with, with mm-hmm. uh, herd immunity, I don't, if I had to guess. You do. But anyway, yeah, so that my, my guess would be 60% if we had to. You think that's where we're going to, where America, because America is actually vaccinating at a faster rate. It took us a while to get going, (laughs) but once we did, it's like a turbo. You got to build up a little pressure. But once you do, it's exponential from that point, because we were not the first to to, to get the ball rolling vaccination-wise, but apparently we have surpassed, uh, again, refer to the opening. Anything you hear here, duck, duck, go it. Don't take it as gospel, religious term. But I, I believe at this point we are the fastest vaccinating country on the globe, as far the as percent, the percentage, the percentage, of, yeah, and, yeah. and how you know, like because we had what was it? We had one day recently where over four, like 4 million, million people 
yeah. were vaccinated in a single 24-hour period in America. Right, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is That's an which amazing is, which step. Is, which is awesome. But August is right around the corner. Hey, you local school district, you going to make everybody that goes to school get one of those vaccinations? Or yeah. go to the... Go, well, they yeah. do another vaccine. We, we make yeah. them get other vaccinations to go to school. Why is this one oh. any different? What sets oh. this one apart why, oh. from all other we're, vaccinations? We're, why is this one any different? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's going to be your re, your rejoinder? We have a protocol. If you want to send your kids to this school, there is a certain number of vaccines that they must have or they are not allowed to come to school. Mon frere. Mon it's frere. on the list. The world has changed. If you think that this vaccination is a unicorn, to use a term, like somehow it's super unique, uh-uh. That we well, have, that's that's we my have only It's not super unique. It's just one of many other vaccinations right. that and you by must the way, have in order way, to attend private uh, public I'm not, school. I'm not doing that anymore. You're not doing I'm, what anymore? I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not putting that shit in my kids. I'm well, you're more than that... welcome to homeschool your children, but they're no, not attending class no, here. No, 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 no. I'm a taxpayer, and I want my kids to go to that school. That's great. We have a certain number of shots that all your children, all the children that attend the school here must have on day one. Do you, Are your children in compliance? If not, then have a good day, sir. Anybody on this podcast who has ever been elected to a school board, raise their hand. Okay. Oh, what? None of us? Let if the record you, show that it, no hands were raised. Exactly. <laughs> Just in Cobb County, the we're not going to wear a mask during meetings during the height of the pandemic. These people got their finger in the air, mm-hmm. and there there are probably plenty of true believers that are going to say you should not have to do that. So I'm going to be the devil's advocate and answer, Don, as far as the excuse that's going to be used. Okay. Is this, the current vaccines are only emergency use versus fully authorized. In other words, it hasn't gone through the full authorization process as these other vaccines have. So, hey, you get that done, then we'll talk. That's the excuse I think that will be used. No, by, by the school boards? Well, yeah, whoever doesn't want to have their kid vaccinated, they're they're going to say, well, you know, once it's approved, officially approved, then let me know. Some parent comes in and says, I don't want my kid getting this vaccine is no different than some kid, a parent coming in and say, I don't want my kid getting the MMR vaccine because it causes autism. I'm sorry, ma'am. Your kid doesn't have to get the vaccine. He just can't attend this school if he does. I, I have a religious exemption. Well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize there was a strong held belief behind this. So, yeah, God will save uh, of me. Cor- of course you're exempt. You, government yeah. stooge, do not get yeah. to question my deeply held religious beliefs. Religious liberty. That's right. Does your strongly held religious belief have to be some sort of particular strain or or, or slice of a, a preordained or, or, or predetermined religion? Or can you just, whatever it is that you strongly believe and you're a spiritual person, that is also applicable. I don't have to answer that question because I have <laughs> because it's your because, strongly because, held religious belief because, that you don't absolutely. answer questions. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I don't have. I, don't have to, I, yeah. I do not have to justify my deeply held religious beliefs. 
You can't. Okay. I, I can claim a religious exemption, and you can't question me on it. Mm-hmm. I have a strongly held religious belief that my child gets to cuss out teachers. That is my belief. I would not want to live life in a world where my child could not go to school and cuss out teachers. What church do you go to? The Church of Cussing Out Teachers. It's down <laughs> on the corner of 2nd and Main. <laughs> the fact that my child cusses out teachers gives my life true meaning, a, a deep passion for, for, for life is, is obtained by the fact that my child can go to school and cuss the teacher out. There, there's more truth to that than there is a big <laughs> lie, that's for sure. <laughs> so where do we draw the line? Okay, I'm sorry you, you read a book. That's great. I encourage that. But that doesn't mean you have all the answers. So you don't um, get to make the rules. I, I, I think <laughs> as it happens on this pod i don't think about this stuff until we actually get on the air but or until we record i think this it's is going to be a, a pretty big rift because we all kind of blindly went into the vaccine as soon as the vaccine's available everybody's gonna want to do it it has been politicized and poisoned in a way that if you're not going to get the vaccine now, I don't think there's anything that somebody can say other than someone in your family dying. No, after a year of a pandemic and over half a million people in this country alone dying? Yep. At this point, if you believe this pandemic is a an American Democrat Party left-wing conspiracy theory, then thank all the... the you know, hundreds of thousands of Europeans that died on, on behalf of, of left-wing politics. But it's where we are. And think about how schools are only one part of it. So how many offices, you know, you go, you work in a 10, 15, 20, 50-story office building. You work in the open office plan. Some people on your floor don't want to get vaccinated, and some people on your floor don't want to work with people that aren't vaccinated. By the way, you're not allowed to ask. How do you take both people's concerns into into the equation? You can't. Exactly. You you can't. Unless you are going to treat the whole floor like you would, like there's still a pandemic going on. Because mm -hmm. your company can't say, until you get vaccinated, you can't come back to work. I mean, they probably can. I don't think a lot of places are going to do it. Or what if it's the opposite? You work in a place where everyone's like, yeah. Ain't nobody making me get that shot. Yeah, sheep. And you say, I can't work there anymore. See you later. Yeah. I mean, the schools, universities, workplaces, this has to play out everywhere. Mm -hmm. The fact that you said 60% was going to be the plateau, that's what? 130, 140 million people? Well, Not and I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping is better than that. But I mean, hey, Jeff, what does hope do? Uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't do shit. Yeah, but I'm you know that's the thing is you're starting to see a lot of this. You know the people digging their hills in, and and the media is not helping this either. You know there's been all this negative press on AstraZeneca and these clots. Yeah, eighteen people have died. Out of how many millions of shots? Well, and it's not just that. 
is like, so when you are doing phase three, you have the placebo group to compare that to. Yep. So you know that, you know, these people over here died of blood clots at the same rate as society does. Yep. Well, now, you know, because it's open to the world, you don't have that control group over here. So you have to do a little bit more research to find out. And, you you know, and even the research isn't going to calm a lot of people down. Do your research, man. Well, but I'm saying that's 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 the thing is so you have to look at so during the same period how many people would have died of blood clots in society. Even if the AstraZeneca vaccine causes people to die of blood clots at a rate of 0.000 whatever percent, it's still better than the COVID. I understand, but the the very fact that the media keeps hyping on this stuff and, and you know publicizing these countries have shut this down. But the fact that people in America are using the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is available in They're Europe, not. which isn't They're even here. available here, They're as not. a reason yeah, to not right. get the vaccines that are available here. Right. There's that kind of adds questions. Right. I, I am curious though. Hey, you want to bash the media? Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Hop in. We're bashing the media. Yeah, let's go. I got a wingman. <laughs> they have to report it. Well, yes, but they also have to say the other side is like, you know, we need oh, to pump. So they, so you're okay with both sides now. I got it. No, I'm just saying report it fully. The full story is that, you know, and if they would talk to the scientists on this, they would say the same thing is, you know, that. Wait, wait, this, wait. You think you don't think they did? You don't you don't think they talked to the scientists? Because I saw the same reports as you. Yeah. And did they it's mention not, it? You can blame you can you can blame the media, but it's in this case, it's what people want to hear. Right. And you know, it might be better for them to click through to the article and not just read the blurb. True. Because they do in every story I saw talk about how everything that you said that it's no greater than the general population, that they don't really even know they just had COVID, but the, and it's no higher than people, like the, the average people dying of blood clots. Yeah. You know, percentage. Yep. But, well, that's good then. So how many people are actually reading the article, though, is a point, versus just... Versus reading the headline. At some point, I mean, the media, lots to be at fault about, mm-hmm. but... I think they have to report the AstraZeneca stuff because if they didn't and then it comes out as like, you hid this, we trust you even less now. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a double edged sword. They're in on it. Yeah. They, you know what? Those chips, they're Mm going to be able to receive TV signals. So, yeah. I'm going to cut the cord. I'm really looking forward to getting the second shot because I heard my Wi-Fi really gets better once you get that second shot. You get the and, boost. And it's going to, man, that's going to really help. The lag has been killing me gaming. It's it's killing me. You sound like a 14-year-old playing Call of Duty. So to circle back and try to put a bow on it. We're putting a bow in the lies. We're, we're bowing we're, it. We're gonna, so we're going to try. When you see it, how does how does your average person... This gets back to a lot of things we talk about in this podcast, actually, is how does a regular Joe, Jane, handle it? I was just thinking the exact same thing. We pay attention to this shit, and, we, and, and so we, we see it. But the person that isn't attuned to this, they're not going to see this. You know, they're, they're not going to be keyed into it and, and see it for what it is a lot of times. 
They don't know the truth, man. Yeah. Preaching truth to power. I'd like to think hope, praying hands. Is it praying hands or is that high five? Which one is that? Because it could be either one. Double it high could, five. It could be high five no, or the it could emoji, be that's hands the high praying. five. No, that's all about out. you. This yeah. is this yeah. is high five. Flat palms. Yourself. No, this is praying. No, that's high five. <laughs> no, that's not. You this can't is, secularize that. Right. You know, you. I don't care how many Twitch and Discord streams you have. If you don't know what those emojis mean, you know, just hang it up, old man. Get yourself a flip phone on consumer cellular. <laughs> With the big buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were saying, Jerry. How do average people fight it? Well, okay, so how, do let me... you, how, do you, how do you not go crazy by accepting it? Well, who's accepting it? I was gonna say and, I don't and, know if the average people is even seeing it. Well, okay, so so That'd first of all, de, de, yeah, define define average people because I don't think there is such a thing in this country anymore. You know, your basic QAnoner. You know, average people. So accepting it. Yeah, I, I will say I will say accepting it. Believing because, the lie, believing the lie, or no, just being no, apathetic no, about it. You know what? Uh, take your no. Take take your pick. You could believe it. You could be apathetic. You could hate it. And if you hate it, what can you do about it? Mm. What, yeah. what 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 power what power do you have to either not drive yourself crazy or to prevent it from happening again? And what they just did here in this state takes away potentially the only way that we would have to fight it, and that's an election. Right, right. And yeah. if those yeah. if those aren't fair, what are you going to do then? You're going to wait for for Coke and Delta to and the, and the Major League Baseball to fight for you? A week too Not late. Not a chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, they, they made strong stances a week afterwards. There was a a, a story today that JetBlue, who swore off political donations, already. Already broke that promise, started donating to the same Republicans that denied the election and are saying that that it was just a bunch of Bible toting freedom thumpers that were expressing their constitutional rights at the Capitol. So they've revised history right there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's how they've it bought into the big lie. Right. You don't have to buy into it, but you're going to accept it. You're mainstreaming it. If you're supporting the people that are perpetuating that lie, then you're more than just complicit. You're part of the machine. And if we think that corporations somehow are going to stay woke, I don't know about that. And you and it certainly looks like it's going to be a colossal battle between the federal government and state governments. Yep. Particularly around the vaccine. Yep. Because the Biden administration could say, if your kids in Texas are not vaccinated, we're not giving you any Department of Education money. They could certainly do it. I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. I think we were on a I think we're on a vaccine high because pretty much now anybody that wants a shot can get a shot. And sixty percent Jeff is is kind of sucky. Okay. So what is your number? I didn't hear your number yet. Eighty percent is what we need to be at. At least, at least 80, yeah. So you're saying we're not going to get there? 
I'm kind of seeing the writing on the wall that there's going to be, at some point, the people on the other side of the political spectrum, and not just that. You know, like I say, there's there's also the the crystal woo-woo Sedona people that are going to also not not want to take it. But um, so, what would be your your guess, Jerry? What would be your percent? I thought around sixty-two. Yeah, okay. sixty as well. I mean, I, I'm I have been wrong a lot about pandemic, especially when it comes to vaccines. So, uh, um, you know what? I'm tripling down. If I'm right this time, I'm go home a winner. We're talking now about what? The fourth wave? No. Is, is that what we're in now? Is the Because we had the no. wave, then we had the second wave. Then we had the third wave. I don't think the fourth wave, wave we're, is now we're in the fourth. fruition. I don't think we're in a wave yet. I think we're in a... Certain places tenuous, are. Well, yeah, certainly, yeah. Bad in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, there's the a few states, I think, that, that are... We continue to open up too early because we got to get the economy moving. Then we have to re- lock down again. Yeah, but I, I think nationally, you know, we're kind of plateaued. And that's the thing is like, so if more and more people are getting vaccinated, why aren't numbers starting to go back down again? So that's kind of the... I, I don't think that... Uh... Lockdowns? Not going to be any more lockdowns. No, I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter what the numbers are. They're still not going to lock down. No. In, like here, Florida, Texas, they're not locking down there. Ever. E- ever. Not again. No. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Not, not unless, not until COVID-20 or 21 or whatever. Not, not even COVID-20. You don't think? Nope. If a if another pandemic swept the you know the 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 world, well, right. So you, you think so at this point, like, talking, oh, we did that last year. That's so, that's so last year. We're not doing that anymore. We're talking about another pandemic when we have not left the one that we're in. No, we keep letting this one have more waves. Right. So we haven't we haven't squashed this one. No. And sixty percent of the people get it, Jeff. Is, is when's it going to end? My my thought on that is for the sixty percent of us that do, you know, believe in the science of the vaccines, we'll be okay, because there's going to, you know, not getting to herd immunity is not going to be good because there's going to be more chance for more variants to come out, more variants that might uh, not have as good a response to the current vaccines that we have. So. It's very likely then that every year we're going to need like a booster shot mm-hmm. to cover the the newer variants coming out. So they want to fine tune the signal of the chip in your arm. Yeah, that's basically, right. yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. basically a liquid software update. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, sometimes you got to control alt delete on your vaccine. You just start over from a fresh right. reboot. I I need to reimage your I, I need to yeah. reimage your COVID vaccine. I need to reset my password. So anyway, what I'm what I'm saying is, you know, those of us that will continue to keep up with the vaccines that that might be necessary down the road due to the stupidity of others, will be fine. But that's going to put more and more pressure on on companies to come out with some kind of it. some kind of you know a passport kind of thing. Now, so I, I had a morbid morbid thought: is basically, are we at the point now where Sixty percent gets vaccinated, but that percentage actually goes up because the forty percent kind of 
falls by the wayside more as as more variants come and as people go in, like you said, you know, get the get the latest greatest edition of the software and, and get their boosters. People that aren't getting the initial shot aren't going to go back and get any kind of follow up shot or booster shot. You know, or well, so is are, are we? Is that sixty percent going to get to sixty five seventy percent as just the forty percent shrinks in size because of death? You mean? Like I said, it was a morbid thought, but because the non-vaccinated population will continue to contract and pass away from this and new variants, will we eventually get to 80% that way? Well, I guess that's that's what happened during the... Uh, that's one way to get there. I mean, that's what how it worked for the 1918 pandemic, right? Spanish they didn't flu? have a vaccine. Yeah. Just eventually enough people died and enough people were immune that the, vac- that the, the vaccine actual- didn't have any more... Uh, yeah, it, the, the virus had nowhere else. It had no host, so it died out. So, but that was how many millions of people. So, <laughs> slightly different world too, for sure. Yeah, you know, we are we are putting the medical community through like a a fifteen month ringer. Yeah, uh, you know, at, and at, at high a ri- uh, fifteen month ringer at high risk. The entire time. Yeah. That really can't be kind of underestimated. Right. Imagine going to work every day with the thought that today is the day that I could come in contact with something that's going to kill me. Today could be that day. You're just throwing the die and seeing it, seeing if it comes up the right number. Or well, not. and it's, it's not just the risk of death. The other thing that a lot of these anti-vaxxer people aren't understanding is there's some potential long-term bodily damage that it could cause that's going to, down the road, you know, you're going to have to have heart surgery or... We have no idea what type of long-term effects that, that this Right, and have. so that's going to be an additional burden, you know, talking about the burden now on the medical mm-hmm. community, you know, and especially if we don't have some kind of a universal health care to take care of these people, you know, that's going to be put onto the rest of us as well. Well, you think we're Denmark? <laughs> I'm thinking about moving there. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, who's got a recommendation? <laughs> I got, I got a quick one. God, I don't know how many. I'd have to. I would literally have to go back and research. I don't know how many podcasts ago y'all like mockingly made fun of me for saying the word theater. Theater. But that particular recommendation which was a bob odenkirk movie called nobody was finally released in cinemas theaters it was released a couple weeks later than what initially was came out i forget which particular studio this movie came out of but they have a habit of releasing so many days afterwards once a movie is, is put out in, in a cinema. So by that calculation, what I've read online is it should be streaming, Hulu, those type platforms, by not by the time this episode comes out, but by the time the next episode comes out, within within the next week or so. So keep an eye out for Nobody with, with Bob Odenkirk. Mr. Jeff? Well, okay. So I'm still reading um, the book, 
Kill Switch, The Rise of the Modern Senate in Crippling American Democracy. And it, it kind of plays into what we're talking here, you know, kind of the, the scary scenario about remaining under the control of the minority. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what the Georgia suppression laws. Um, the integrity laws. I'm sorry. You, you, yeah, you misspoke. Fuck Voter it. integrity laws. Yeah. Get it right. Voter integrity yeah. laws. Give it the program. But I'm, you know, so that's the battle in the states. Um, but, you know, the Senate is already that kind of a organization where the minority, these screwed up Republicans are controlling uh, our country. And, and yeah. due to the filibuster. So, the side filibuster. note, when, when we're in power, why does it take 60 votes when when they're in power, it takes 50? What what what? Because what they're gaming that? the system. Right. Yeah. And so we need to. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's. <laughs> I highly encourage people to read this book because this, you know, the filibuster needs to go the fuck away. It was the, the Constitution set this up as a, you know, a majority vote system. Yeah. I don't know the, what Constitution you're reading, socialist boy. I know it. But anyway, that's that's what the uh, original, you know, the, the, I don't like to call them the founding fathers. There's another term for that. I'm drawing a blank on it. But um the framers, the, the framers, the constitutional framers, yeah, the old farts so, and the white wigs. Yep. So anyway, we need to take it back, <laughs> and that's the only way to do it. Otherwise, we're we're screwed. I have three recommendations. First is a Netflix show, Delhi Crime, as in Delhi, India. There was a pretty terrible story that happened in India about ten years ago. It's an attack and a gang rape. And this series kind of gives it a little bit like the law and order treatment and getting the perpetrators. And you get a real kind of unvarnished look into Indian society. Hmm. And I thought it was fascinating. I ripped through the episodes. It's not the happiest watch. You know, it's not like a, a light Ricky Gervais comedy of 20 minutes, but it's a really good series. Yeah. And I'm going to do two podcasts because oh. I always seem to recommend the uh, Chris Hayes podcast. There's one called Who Gets to Say? You know what? Just listen to Who Gets to Say with John McWhorter. It is a it is not a podcast where the guest and the host just tell each other how great they are for an hour. This oh. is a... Not caustic conversation, but they respectfully disagree and call each other out on language and how harmful it is and who it protects. It's a really good podcast. You might have to listen to it twice because it gets, it, it honestly, it gets kind of deep. Hmm. And the second one it's is... Who Gets to Say? Who Gets to Say? Okay. With the, that's the name of the episode. Um, it's, uh, oh, why episode. is this happening okay. with, why it's, uh, why is this happening with, uh, yeah. Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Hayes. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So there's another one gotcha. from Rico just Media started to listen to the episode on the rise and fall of a YouTube star Ooh. and, um, being accused of sexual assault and the whole look into the influencer community, which doesn't have a lot of resonance to people of our age, yeah. but our kids and younger kids, this is their mass media. Yeah. And you have you have people who are 
rocketed to YouTube and influencer stardom that have very few barriers and very few uh, governors on their behavior. And they, they, they are coddled by these, these platforms and they never know when the edge is, when the edge is coming and get more and more outrageous, believe more and more in their bullshit. And then all of a sudden they're accused, they're accused of rape. It's a really good look into influencer culture, who's making the money off them. And if they are setting these people up to fail because they're kind of honestly expendable because as soon as it gets too hot, YouTube will drop them like that. But YouTube especially will grease the skids for these people's success. And then when they flame out, they just kind of walk away hmm. and get ready to spit the next one out. Huh, that's not a happy one either, but you should no. listen to it. What was the name of that one again? It's called The Rise and Maybe Fall of YouTube star David Dobrik. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to listen to that because I, I wondered about that too. These people that are YouTube stars making a ton of money and that's their source of income. And so if, if that gets messed with yeah, well, and be well they're jobless. they're they're absolutely incentivized to be more and more outrageous. Right. And and if they don't play along, yeah. Well, not that not that they don't play along, is that there's nobody to tell them stop. Like like you you're going too far. Everything is not, you know, an online lull. And you get a lot of money, you get a lot of fame, and you start to think you can do no wrong, and there's nobody there to tell you, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, right. this this has to stop. And they flame out, you know, pretty spectacularly with, you know, real-world impact to other people other than them, mm. um, especially on the sexual assault side. Um it's for people our age. It's a good listen because I don't live in that world. Yeah, I don't wake up and look at YouTube. Tons and tons of kids do. Sure. Yeah. Or TikTok is another one of those kind of things. Yeah. Don't be dissing TikTok. Don't be dissing TikTok. No, no. But yeah. I mean, so does that you make step money on Jerry's for toes, people? You start talking like, about TikTok. Does, does that make money for people like mm -hmm. YouTube? Oh yeah. Or not. Yeah. I don't think it makes it I don't think it makes it to the extent that you can make money on YouTube and Instagram, mm -hmm. but it's definitely um like if you're on YouTube, you're on TikTok. Yeah. And I'm sure that that people want to graduate from TikTok to, to YouTube. YouTube. That's the big that's where the money's at. Times, right? Yeah. But yeah, what I'm, I meant though are there ads on TikTok to that's what monetizes and and so they kind of not just get the the follows but get money from it. I think you got to be super popular to Before make money that way on TikTok. I think you make money on TikTok merchandising and mm -hmm. you know selling things yourself as opposed to getting it from the platform. Right. Yeah. And YouTube is where you make the money. So that's why the You the could drive you can do both. A lot more, you know, obviously different medium. It's right. one yep. thing doing things for a minute. Another right, thing right, being a right. streamer. Yep. I mean, I'm guilty as charged. I watch a lot of YouTube. Really? Yeah. Uh, only when you guys send it to me.
So I'm the old man. Yeah. Get off you're, my lawn. You're the crabby old fart without a Discord account. That's right. You know. I don't need that shit. You got no Steam. You, you, you got, got no Discord. He doesn't have Discord. I'm bussing. <laughs> in that case, we'll see y'all in two weeks. See you in two weeks. <laughs>